that God said. Fundamental of in- interconnectedness of all God's things in the world. Where's your microphone? <laughs> yeah! Welcome! Welcome to the Fundamental Interconnectedness of all things. My name is Jeremy, and your name is... Eric Alexander. Right, well, Eric Alexander, and what was my- Jeremy, Jeremy Bravo. Jeremy Bofus. Oh, I'm Jeremy Bravo. No, Pseudopod. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy no, your Pseudopod. nickname is Pseudopod. Yeah. Jeremy Bravo... AKA, AKA Pseudopod. Wait, what's my AKA? I'm uh uh hook. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, whatever. Take two and fighter. Take two of the fun Fiot. 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 Fundamental interconnectedness of all Fiot. Fiona. Oh for fuck's sake. That's all I got to say. Fiona. Well, that's what God has to say. <laughs> religion. We're going to talk about religion. I, you know, I just, oh, religion. I'm not really hip on the religion. Jesus. Why? Jesus is There's probably, too many of them. Jesus is probably a pretty cool guy. Yeah, I mean, he had some good ideas, you know. Smart you know. Guy, <laughs> Smart, was he? He was, he was charismatic. Hitler was charismatic. Hitler and Jesus. Charisma's not everything, though. You connect the dots. Fucking sick and tired. Of oh, that. it's a roller skate. That's that's. A, that's uh, it's, I don't get it. You connect the dots. Somehow. You ever you ever you know you play the connect the dots game and it turns out to be a roller. You're like, I thought it was gonna be like something cool. It's, <laughs> it's a fucking, fucking roller, roller skate. skate. <laughs> but then then the you know, there's the ones that's like, uh, you know, it's a roller skate. You don't even have to connect the fucking dots. Anyways. Did you ever do a connect the dot when you were a kid and you swore to God that like dot twenty one was missing? Oh, you looked and looked and looked, and you're like, I, I just remember, yeah. and like, you're like, it crosses over. What? Where did it go? Yeah. <laughs> I just remember. You know? Was it oh, 21 in particular? Or you just mean like, just like a number random number? Was yeah. Like you, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. The fuck is number eight? There's yeah. no number eight. This puzzle is defective. I'm going to number nine. Go to number nine, but then you come back to number ten, and like, and it doesn't work. This isn't a car. I don't know what this is. Yeah. I don't know. This is a mutant roller. And then, of course, once you're done with the whole puzzle, you, see and number you eight, have this big pile of crap. Yeah. There was number eight. Well, maybe that's just because I was a special child. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, you missed our wonderful podcast in which one of our microphones wasn't plugged in. Which one was that? Uh, it's, we had some wonderful ideas. What were you talking about? Oh, we were talking about. Oh. You know what happened is we we developed a formula for world peace and it's fucking gone. Well, isn't that what always happens? I think the Earth got destroyed. God Some woman in uh, in London came up with it, and the <laughs> goddamn Vogons came through to build that interspace bypass. A few minutes before she was able to tell somebody about it. And all that survived was some really bad poetry. The dolphins took off. Vogons destroyed the Earth. Yeah, some really bad poetry. Well, <sighs> anyhow, we got 45 minutes to fill here. 45 minutes. I feel minutes. tapped. Yeah, we yeah. Got something. There's got to be something. That's yeah, I don't right know. There. That guitar was sounding pretty good. Let's just get another. It's out of tune, too, you know. No, no my other guitar. Bit. So depressing. Oh, man. Where is it? Here's 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 what. Where is it? Is it in here? No, it's gone. What do you mean it's gone? Well, let me tell you a story. I had the guitar. It's upstairs. And uh, we had a couple of kids over because we were babysitting for a couple of other kids. And uh, they're playing by themselves. Jenny and I are kind of like beside ourselves. We don't know what to do with ourselves, right? Normally we have Ella. Ella's our only daughter, and we're normally like, okay, let's read you a story. Oh, you want to play? Oh, let's play horsey back. But we've got these other two kids over. <coughs> these other two kids are just playing with Ella. The three of them are just off into Ella's room. They're playing with little people, and Jenny and I are just literally sitting on the couch, like, I, uh, 
do you want to watch TV? Do you, do you want to talk? You know, like we just didn't know. It's like do a with Saturday. Ourselves. Yeah, it was like you know, it, it was a Saturday or a Friday night, I think, and, and whatever. The parents were out playing uh, pool league or something. We don't enjoy ourselves because we're used to taking care of a single child. We have three kids, totally entertaining themselves. Okay, I think you made that point. Yes, perfectly clear. Point is made. Killed, in fact. And so I'm like, well, I, I, I'll just sneak off into the computer room, you know, tune up my guitar and play that a little bit. So I'm playing the guitar, you know, banging out some chords. All of a sudden, these three little kids, a four-year-old and two two-year-olds, they come watching it. And they're just like looking at me, like, "You've got a guitar." I don't know how to play Mary Had a Little Lamb or Twinkle Twinkle Lose. I don't know any kids' songs, you know. All I know is maybe like a few uh, U2 songs and just like a few like folky rock songs that I've made up on my own. I don't know anything that these kids are going to get into. So I'm, I'm trying as much as I can to play something that they're going to get into. And they're just like waiting. But you lose your interest and they're gone. They weren't gone, but they're just like waiting. Like, okay, okay, that's fun, that's fun. Let's hear the It's a Bit Spider and I just can't play it. So as I'm playing, I'm getting straight So the point is, the guitar's upstairs, so it's a strength. I haven't gotten it fixed. Oh, Otherwise, boy. fuck it, I'd say fuck this podcast. Let's just jam on the guitar. What the hell is one string, man? It really makes it's 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 one of the higher strings. It's one of the ones I use most often. So I'll play the broken string guitar. Can't be able to play my Buy a new string. What the fuck? Strings are like six dollars. I don't care. You gotta buy a whole pack. I have actually. Uh, I have a guitar that I've been missing like two or three strings for years, and I still once in a while just pick it up and start jamming on it. I don't care. <laughs> it's so refreshing. What? I like to. This but is that's actually, who I am. This is actually kind of a, a, a rebirth, if you will. As soon as a string breaks in a guitar, I love to just, you know, take a couple of hours. Take all those strings out, put those strings in, get it all nice and done, get bust out, you know. Just like your uh, monthly shower? Yes. I like to it's really, it feels good, and it's just, yeah, you just get in there and no, but, but I'll scrape hop on the, off. I'll, I'll, the, get, I'll get that guitar all stringed up and in Shave the legs. And I'll just be like, all right, give me some tabulature for a Beatles song. No, you gotta start getting the Mary Had a Little Lamb. We should, we should I know, but that, some of that that's stuff exactly out. my point. Is I, I want to find uh, either a book or something online. Or Dude, just I always thought that would something. be really cool too. Like if we went camping or something, you know, you bring the fucking guitar and you sit around I'm instead of like kumbaya. drinking yourself silly. Not kumbaya. Anything, that. anything that everybody knows. You just sit too. around. You pull it out. And you're like, yep. You just start playing some. Every single, even Beatles songs and that shit. Yeah, you're just like, oh, everybody starts singing a little bit. Who cares? You're all sitting around. You're half drunk. Eh, you're around the campfire. Because otherwise, you just sit there and you kind of look around and you try yeah, to make a little so small talk, and then it gets kind of <laughs> quiet. And it's like, oh, let's pull out the guitar. So really, that I mean, that is my that goal. Is sweet. that I need that to sweet. come across. I need to either buy some music or find some music online uh, for Mary Had a Little Lamb, Twinkle Twinkle. Because I mean, God, the, the amazing thing was is like it didn't matter how good or if you could get the point across if I could get the point if I could like convey that the song I'm playing is Mary Had a Little Lamb these kids these three kids would they just would start singing it what do you think David Landau does well, and he admits that on his documentary it's like you know it doesn't we, we filmed this whole interview with him and part of the interview which actually got cut from the whole DVD which is kind of a sad story unto itself but anyways in there he's like you know what 
the kids don't care about the music, they don't care about the vocals, they don't care about the rhythm. They just want something that they can they can just watch. Jam to. They can yeah. watch and they can jam to. If it even remotely sounds like, you know, uh, it'll it'll make a connection in their mind yeah. and they'll be entertained and they'll sit there and they'll have they'll, a good time and if you tell them get up and touch your toes or get up and jump around yeah, get will. up and we touch your toes we've got that on video where David Landau and they just are got just these kids leading yeah. palm, where he'll be like alright kids we're gonna do the the bubblegum song the bubblegum song and everybody gets up Icky, and they're bubblegum. doing the bubblegum song whatever I mean yeah it's it's. Amazing. I. I wouldn't want to be a children's musician as a profession, but I would love to be able to have kids over when I'm babysitting, break out the guitar and just get those kids dancing and singing and just eating out the palm of my hand. Not. Not as an ego trip, but just be like, I'm. I'm doing something that is. Making and because you would enjoy it just as much as them. Oh, I would love it. Yeah. I think it would. I would. Uh, yeah. It would be just. It would be great. Right. You know? Right. So. But you know what I've I've also noticed about children's performers? Now, I don't know about Raffi. Don't know the guy. But our local musicians here, uh, Ken Longquist and David Landau, they don't have kids. And neither one of them has desire to have children. Well, I, Ken, Ken Longquist, though, he I think most, when, when he became, he's more, he's not, I mean, he still does a lot of serious musician stuff. He's still children's music. He's but he's I older. think he's probably he, like in the he got into it and he wrote a lot of his songs and he recorded a lot of his CDs for children when Natalie was young. But even though. still, we just saw Ken Natalie Lundquist. of the Jungle. You know, the, I mean, but we that's just, where he kind of cut his teeth on it and true. he really found out that he enjoyed it. But we saw Ken Longquist. Uh, we tried to take Ella to Ken Longquist maybe a couple weeks ago, and he was still doing some of the same numbers, same uh, right, more 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 kind of like the. Five to ten-year-old type music, and Ella wasn't really getting into as close to her nap time, and she was more waiting for like the icky sticky bubblegum song to come out. And you're right, Ken does do a little bit more musically inclined, kind of more mature music. And when I say mature, I mean like eight-year-old mature. I don't mean like David Lando has his thing where he plays to an audience of a lot younger. Uh, what was my point? So yeah, Ken, I mean Ken still plays to a, a younger audience. I had a point there. It's completely lost. So, uh, you know. Hey, folks. We're trying to make everything connected. Help us out here. Send us an email. We're somebody, at, uh, somebody who's listening has got to be able to connect the dots. Fucking corporations. If we'd be live, see, that would work. Fucking corporations. <laughs> Somehow the children's music ties into the corporations, you know. They make those guitar strings break so that I have to go buy another one. Just a few of them fucking guitar string corporation. If I was good, I could connect them. <sighs> if I was, uh, oh, now no, my screensaver's working again. Scary uh, guy, huh? You can't watch that, otherwise you'd be distracted. Why? Uh, Distraction is good. It keeps it keeps the uh, tangents of the mind and thought process. Come on, man, we going. only got 30 more minutes to fill. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm lost. Are you tapped? I, the business thing. We, we lost a lot of business talk. We lost a lot of momentum and a lot of steam. That was that was good. The business talk. I would like to. I mean, business. Fucking. You know, I. You were talking about how you know you. I'm, I'm, didn't didn't want to do the the, okay, the, the wedding businesses and well, whatnot. Here's what I was you, were, you actually ta- you you brought up this point where you were like, okay, I'm gonna go to the bank and say, I want to borrow hundred thousand dollars to start this business. They're gonna say, well, what's your business plan? You're gonna say. I want to keep it open. I want to do everything. You know, I want to do everything. You know, and, and they're going to be like, no. That's nah, not a business plan. Here's $5. Go buy yourself a, a packet of bubblegum. But, 
you know, it, it's it's true where you, you could say, all right, I have great, I have a perfect business plan. I'm gonna I'm gonna raise worms. Right, right. You know, and and they're gonna say, well, I don't know. But if you have a, you know, if you've researched this and you've and you can prove there's a market for people that are gonna buy worms, you know, and and that they're gonna that you're gonna make X amount of dollars because you only sure. have so much of an investment and you grow the worms in your backyard and and it's a viable option and blah blah blah. They'll say, okay. We'll buy you the money, and if you turn around and you become a, you know, you you do you do painting, or you make buttons and sell them online. Sure. But if you make money and you Long pay your you loans pay off, your the bills. bank's not going to come and say, "Are you still raising worms?" They don't care. You know. At that point, they don't care. Right. The business plan is just to get you the money, but I think it really goes uh, kind of a step before that. You're you're in a very fortunate position where your wife is able to work part time. She's able right. to take care of her baby. She's got the health care. She's got the vacation. Da 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 da. And I'm in a position where I'm the guy. The breadwinner. I'm, the, bread the, I'm the guy that's making the money. I'm the guy, and I can make more. I can make the same, or maybe even more money, or whatever. It's it doesn't matter. Uh, uh, it's the healthcare. It comes right down. Okay, to and healthcare. then we and then we got onto the, almost the political thing, where it's like, all right, if it oh, looks like this, that's kind of where we started off it, with it, like it Hillary looks, and Barack. We haven't talked about politics. It looks like this campaign might boil down to whoever's going to have a good universal health care system because it's actually it, it's popped up in the last couple of elections it really has yeah and Nobody's it just kind of it kind of disappeared especially with uh, George W because you know he's turned it into a he's turned into a war president <laughs> I don't even know how you can talk into that thing now but okay. it, it, it melted a little bit he and and that's what his whole presidency has become about so the American people have been so distracted by that that they don't even think about the healthcare thing anymore. But now it's coming around where it's like they're starting to again. It's like, well, you know, this has been bugging us for a long time, and we're getting sick of it. The pharmaceutical companies are taking advantage of us. You know, the the HMOs, the doctors, the, and it's bullshit. I mean, we 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 that's some that's a basic need, and we deserve it. And you know what? Oh, they say, well, you're gonna if you if you start politicizing. If you start socializing medicine, the we're, we're going to be communists. We're going to be communists. You socialize. Well, okay. What about trans? What about the buses? The socialize. Yeah, socialize transportation. Socialize welfare. Social so- security. Yeah, what the fuck? I mean, come on. It's welfare, bullshit. Also that's what the. That's program. what the. What about? What about roads? roads Social so- roads. Socialized roads. Well, we should privatize roads. <laughs> what the fuck? God. You know what? There's. I guarantee. There's companies out there. Halliburton is probably. Has probably bit. has probably put together a fantastic proposal to socialize roads. Business plan, if you or will, or to, to to privatize roads. Yeah, I guarantee they have. You know, because okay. they would make a hell of a lot of money on it. I have some uh, Republican friends, coworkers, and uh, it's it's always very jovial and lighthearted. Term loosely, uh, yeah. But we argue, and we we realize that we're not going to be able to change each other's minds. So we we argue kind of for the fun of arguing. But what kind of really got under my skin is the last time uh, we were out. We were out for a holiday party, and we scared everybody in the holiday party because him and I were, like, just going at it, talons with the political discussion. Yet we knew that, whatever, after this discussion, we're going to get a beer. No big deal. But everyone was like, oh, my God, they're fighting. Anyway, so I was just talking about, like, socialized health care. It's just irresponsible and negligent that not everybody in this country has health care. It's my, it's my viewpoint. There is just absolutely no excuse for even a homeless dude who pays no taxes if he's sick for him what not to be able to go to the hospital. Fuck, I don't care. Immigrants too. Doesn't matter. Whatever. 
I, I mean, I can't get into the like the, the particulars details. of it. Yeah. I mean, that's a plan that would have to be fleshed out. You need lawyers and fucking I don't know all sorts of doctors that would work for free. My point is that I said that, and that was kind of like my bold statement, and he said, well, what if there's an 85-year-old man who needs a heart transplant, and you need a heart transplant, you're 31, and he's before you in line, and you die because he was in front of you because of socialized health care, and I was like, wow, you know, that's where you go, that's where you go right away, rather than trying to come up with I think an idea starts with like. Well, okay, then you then you know what you say right back to him. You know what the first thing I was that popped into my head. The okay, first thing yeah. that popped into my head when you said that, I said, okay, what if you're a six-year-old guy you boy know, that mad- needs a health transplant, but you don't have any health care, and there's a 95-year-old guy that's worth 20 billion dollars, Sam Walton, and he needs. Well, he's dead. But anyways. Okay. He needs but to if, be. But if but if he could if he could have. If he could have extended his life by three days by getting a heart transplant, and he would have gotten it over over your son or daughter, that was, well, and you know, that's pretty amazing because okay, that's, because he has more money. Oh, that's the capitalistic. That's the Republican way. What's better? But you know? that's that's almost exactly where your sister went when I brought this topic up to her uh, last Saturday. But okay, whatever that that scenario that he brought up has a possibility of happening. But to me. And it's actually very likely. You think it's very likely? Oh, yeah. Well, regardless, an idea starts with with optimism. You have to say, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to give health care to everybody. Is everybody on board with that? Yes, 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 yes. Okay, now. The people, now, for the people, by the people. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to jump on that whiteboard over there, and we're going to come up with a plan that makes sure that this is fair and balanced. You, what do you got over there? Oh, 85-year-old men getting heart transplants over 31-year-old people. Let's put that over here. We're going to discuss. We're gonna write that down, and we're going to put down all we're the pros and cons of this. brainstorming all, brainstorm every the health- single, yep. Everybody agrees? Healthcare for me? Okay, let's brainstorm all the possibilities and just jot yep. that shit down. You come up with this huge list. And then you and write then up contingencies for every single start, one I mean, of those things that you brainstormed. Yep. It, it, and it, you write up plans of action. I mean, there's course, so many. Mo- you know, the, the most logical step-wise... Yeah, exactly. There's so many possibilities. I mean, I don't know. Like, everybody drives a car. Well, what if you are have an epileptic seizure while you drive and you're not prone to epileptic seizures, but you have one? Do you not give people cars because, you know, they're going to possibly have an epileptic seizure? Well, we deal with those things as they come up. And the, the amazing thing to me was that instead of saying, you know, I agree with you, but I see a problem where... A younger person's life may be sacrificed because an older person was ahead of them in well, line that's, for some that's certain a, surgery. Yeah, for, yeah. You know, and then being like, because that's more a, a much more proactive way to address the discussion rather than being like, no, that's a bad idea because all these old people are going to get shit before I get stuff. Yeah. So but you know what? I, I don't know how you deal with that. I, I honestly don't know how you deal with that. There's a smarter people that get paid a lot more money to figure that shit out, but you know, even if you say okay. Everybody needs health care, but we can't do that right away. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to make sure that every child and every senior citizen is taken care of. We're going to do that first, right? And so us working stiffs 
people between 18 and 65 years old, we got to pay our own way. You know, that's a good way to start. That's a good way to start, right? What do we really know about the healthcare system, though? I mean, when was the last time you were at the doctor? I don't know, a few months ago. And what was it for? If you don't mind me uh, prying a little bit here. I was having difficulty breathing. Okay, and what did they do? uh, They gave me some drugs. Like three different kinds of drugs. Well, they made me blow into like a machine. And And it helped? Uh, No, I mean, they used the machine to measure how much I could breathe out. Okay, but what about... uh, All right, all right, but... All right. Okay, the last time I went to the doctor to have something to help me was appendicitis. Okay. They cut something out of me and I'm alive. And it costs you nothing because you have health care. Negligible amount of money it costs me. But you know what let's actually go down, Let's go down but, to Milwaukee. Let's let, go down let, to the let, border wait, wait, Milwaukee. Let me, let me add to that point. The healthcare industry wanted to fight me because they said that a few of the um, anesthesias that they gave me were not necessary. So they didn't want to pay for those anesthesias. Now keep in mind that what they're supposed to do, according to the health uh, uh, insurance people, is... Mr. Gotcher is laying on a gurney right now. He's passed out on anesthesia because he, we're about to remove his anest- uh, or his appendix. Are we allowed to give him XY anesthesia? But they didn't do that because I'm fucking laying on a gurney ready to get my fucking appendix out and I'm on anesthesia. They just did it. Healthcare came back and was like, no, we're not going to cover that. So I had to fight all those battles to get all that shit covered. Okay, you know what? All right. Blah, 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 blah. All right. Wait, Anyways. wait, wait. All right. Here I got something to say. Now let's, let's, uh, let's hypothetically put our minds uh, on on uh, vacation mode not vacation mode but like travel mode let's travel down to Chicago down to New Orleans down to Louisiana where there's thousands of, of, of minority people that don't have any health care at all now imagine a kid a six year old kid has an appendicitis thing that you had what are they going to do are they going to let him lay there and die in the, in, the, in the bed no they're going to take him to the hospital the hospital will say get in here. We're going to take that appendix out, we're going to sew you up, and we're going to send you home. Can you pay for it? We don't have no money. We can barely pay our rent. We can't even buy food. Alright, pay what you can. We did it for you. There you go. Who does that? What do you mean, who does that? That doesn't exist. What do you mean it doesn't exist? Then what happens? They fucking put that kid out in the street. They give him, like, some pain meds. No. I don't believe it. Did you ever see the movie Sicko? There's a scene in the movie Sicko where they're sending these sick patients on a taxi cab to the free clinic across town and just dropping them off. In Cuba, yeah. Not in Cuba. This is in America. How sick were they? What was wrong with them? I don't recall. But these people were like wandering around half on anesthesia just like... And the doctors have the video camera, not the doctors, the hot, the free clinic's got the cameras pointed out the window, and they're like, there's another one. They go down there, they're like, what's your name? I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing here. And they bring them in, and they try to treat them with the best that they can, but they're free clinics, they don't have much funding. Oh, man. The first thing they do, like, even when I have my appendicitis, I'm, like, doubled over in pain. They're like, can I see your insurance card? I, you know, I hurt. I'm in pain. This thing is rupturing in me, and you want me to dig in my wallet. The first thing you want to do, I had to yeah. fill out like a questionnaire and a form. And, and if all you this just, you, you, you honestly think if you just said, I, I don't, I don't have it, you think they would have kicked you out on the street? Yes, I think they would have tried to find the appropriate clinic for me to go to. They'd be like, they, first they'd be like, sir, are you sure you're insured with the insurance plan that covers us? Oh, maybe you need to go to St. Mary's because St. Mary's has your insurance. Oh, sir, maybe maybe you need to go to this clinic. I, I do think that. No, I don't think so. I mean, I think the only reason that I was able to get the immediate... I don't think so, because you know what? 
because this this country, as consumeristic as it is, and as cynical as I am about the capitalistic system, and and how it doesn't care for people, and it's more concerned with the money. There is more money to be made by lawyers that would see something like that, and they would, and, and especially because there's a lot of them that are Southern Baptists or whatever. They're fundamentalists, and they would say, you know what? The human condition, the human people, we are, are going to take this and we are going to fight this in court. Because you know what? This hospital cannot take a human life and stick it out on the street when there's when there's a life and death situation. I, no, it's impossible. I, they no, would not do it. I, they would. You know what? That hospital would would get just no. It would get burned down. Uh, I, I I agree and I disagree with that statement. I think that you're right. I think that a lawyer would pick up on that case after I died. It would sue that and, hospital. And according to you, this is happening a thousand times a day all across the United States. Don't you think there's lawyers that are picking up on that all, of, all across? It, it can't be I don't happening. think it's happening a thousand times a day. Of course it's happening a thousand times a day. Of course it is. How many... All right, what do they say? There's probably 30 million people in this country that don't have any health insurance. They all get sick. They all break their legs. They all get concussions. Okay. They all have cancer. They all have tumors. Then let's back up a second. Let's say that you're right. Let's say that I go in there. I don't have my insurance card. I don't have insurance. They're like, all right, well, fine. You're going to die, so let's get you in. All we need to do is a simple procedure. Mm -hmm. It costs $20,000, but it's a simple procedure. We know how to do it. We're going to do it on you, and you're going to live. And then they bill you. Right? And they send you your first bill. Your first bill is 5000 bucks. Well, you're working at McDonald's, you're working at Walmart, or wherever you're working at, you don't have $5,000. So you call them up, and you're like, what kind of payment plan can I work out? And you can't afford the payment plan. And they send you to collections, and then the collections come, and they repossess all your stuff, and they take your house, and blah, 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 blah. And then you're out on the street because you had this medical procedure. So, yeah, maybe they would That's work on extreme... you, but they want their money. They're going to get their money. That's an extreme case. I think that I don't know. I mean, I could pop on the internet, but I'm too lazy. But I think that happens a lot. Okay, it happens a lot. So then, all the street people? How many street people are there? No, I think a lot of the street people are actually crazy. No, they I'm... just they can't even they can't they can't function in normal society. That's what most of the street people are. Okay, but to to, to kind of wrap this to fundamentally interconnect this back to what we were talking about, if there was a universal health plan. That would basically say, Jeremy Gotcher, whenever you are sick, we're going to take care of you. Hold on, I'm going to sneeze. Well, okay, I've... I've <laughs> why do I have to hold on while you sneeze? I can talk. Because I actually, before you wrap this up, I have a little more... Um, there's a little more meat on the bones here. Now, when you said that you uh, had your appendicitis out, your appendicitis... And so how long ago was that? Two years? Yeah, about that. Okay, and what are you making? Per, what were you making a year back then? $50,000 a year? Probably. Okay, so you went in there and you said, I have my appendicitis. Oh, yeah, here's my insurance card. All right. Oh, he's covered. Good. We'll take care of it. Well, I'm also then, a state employee, so okay, I've got like, so kick-ass All right, so then they, then they said, oh, you know what? There's a probably couple, wheeled me to the front There's a line. couple of anesthetics here that weren't covered, so it's maybe a $1,000 bill. But it was a $25,000 procedure, okay? And they said, wow, all right, there's this anesthetic that wasn't covered. It's $1,000. They said, what did you do? The first thing you did, oh, my God, I can't. I shouldn't have to pay this. No, I have a, I have insurance. Okay, you know what? The hospital's but like, I don't Jesus think, Christ, but, this guy but, makes $50,000 a year. No. He's not even willing to give us $1,000 for all the work. for We saved his life. Okay, you know what? That $1,000 that you would probably get for that, that would probably go to cover. They probably have plans in place for that money 
to go to cover some of these people that don't have the health insurance. So the people that fight it and fight it and say, no, I'm not paying any of it. Yes, of course it is, man. Think about it logically. Well, I disagree yes. because you, you, when you when you buy a car and you buy car insurance, if somebody smashes into your car, your entire car is covered, right? It's not like we're gonna cover your entire car except for the windshield. You gotta pay for that windshield. No, you're, you're paying insurance to cover that entire car. So when I'm paying my health insurance, if the doctor and I'm, I'm naked on a gurney, anesthetics going through my body. I'm relying on him to make the best decisions. If he needs to put type X anesthesia in me to to comfort me through this surgical operation or whatever he's got to do, then that's uh, that's something that needs to be covered by insurance. Cars are different than human uh, beings. Insurance is insurance, in my opinion. Uh, well, then, and, and, okay, so but, if but, you so if you buy insurance on this house, that means if if a flood. Tornado. I don't have flood uh, insurance, so no. Well, all right. If, if, Meteorite. If this, I'm taking a risk. If act of God. If this house, fire. I don't really know what an act of God constitutes. But regardless, if oh. this, if this, if tonight this house burns up to the ground, I uh, the insurance that I pay entitles me to the value of this house and/or property. Okay. Minus my thousand dollar deductible. <laughs> well, so you. So okay, so the fact that you pay your health insurance, or that it's taken out of your check or whatever, health insurance is paid. That you that you pay a hundred dollars a month or whatever it is you pay. Right. That entitles you to go in and have literally millions of dollars of 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 health benefits. Where does that money come from? Well, now I mean, if you think about it, if you think about it, now you're getting into the root of the problem. Why do these things cost so damn much? Okay. Now I'm not I'm not advocating that I've got the sniffles. I'm gonna go to the doctor. And I, now I've been to I've I've been to urgent care with a cold, right? You go in and they kind of look at you and they're like, you know, they fill out the paperwork. And you get called like three hours after you sit down. They, they give you some like amoxicillin or something to send you on your way. That's kind of frivolous. And I've learned that. I mean, that was kind of like an 18-year-old thing. Like, I'm sick. I'm going to go to urgent care. Now I've got a cold. Just I'm going to drink some orange juice. And like, I'm just going to deal with it. And I'm going to get better. You know, if it develops into pneumonia, well, then I'm going to go in. I'm going to get that taken care of. I'm talking about the things that are life-altering or possibly life-threatening. Those are the things that need to be covered. I mean, that's just like a basic right of all human beings. If I break my leg, okay, so no, I need you, to have... So you asked, why do you think it is that expensive? Well, and I, I believe... I, I, mean, I can tell you why it's that I, expensive. I believe, personally, that it's there is there's a, a, a certain amount of that money that actually goes into a fund to cover some of these people that don't have insurance, that come into the clinic and say, I have a broken leg, I have no insurance, what are you going to do? They're not going to throw those people on the street and say, go to the free clinic. They're going to say, alright, we're going to cover you, you probably can't pay it. Alright, you know what, there is a fund, yes, there's there is a fund for that, I guarantee it. I think I, yeah, I, I think the hospital actually builds that right into some of the bills, that, they, that, that some of the insurance costs or whatever. You know, before we discuss that even any further, I think we need to do research on that. I mean, really, because... Yeah, we should. We don't know. 
No, Honestly, we don't. Honestly, we don't know. But, but think about it logically. Regardless. Think about it logically. Do they Are they going to kick people on the street if they have a broken leg? Because you know what? Whatever the percentage of people that have health care and don't have health care in this society, diseases and accidents do not look at those numbers. It's the no. same amount across the board. So okay, well, if 70% of the people have health insurance and 30% don't, if of those 70%, 5% have a life-threatening illness every five years, then 5% okay. of that 30% is going to have it. So if that equals 200 million and 100 million people, then 5% of 100 million people is, 20, is okay. uh, you know... 5 million people, that's 5 million people that don't have insurance that are going to have life-threatening Let's, occurrences okay. once every 5 years. But wait, What's going to happen to those people? They're not going to kick them on the street, even though second. we don't have universal health care. There is a scene in the Sicko movie. Did you see Sicko? No, I oh, haven't. You probably should. There's a scene at the very beginning about a guy who doesn't have insurance who runs his own carpentry business. And one day, he was building something, and he chopped off his middle finger and his ring finger. Excellent. Well, he collected his middle finger and his ring finger, went to the doctor, and, the, and they and he said, my fingers fell off, can you please put them back on? And they said, okay, we can. Do you have insurance? No. Okay, we can put your middle finger on for $100,000, or we can put your ring finger on for $32,000, or we can do both. And the guy said, I don't have $132,000. And so they said, well, which finger would you rather have back on your hand? And he opted for the cheaper one, his ring finger. So he paid the $32,000 and got his ring finger test. So yeah, they'll take care of you, but in the end, you're going to get billed. And when you can't pay your bills, you're going to lose your house. You're going to lose your car. You're going to lose your stuff. And you're going to be out on the street. Yeah, okay. okay? That now, was, okay. Wait, 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 wait. Now when you get to the people that actually do have insurance, that pay for their own insurance, not not probably us, I mean, you probably have a pretty good insurance package, your wife certainly does, I do, but people that pay for their own insurance out of their pockets from some of these private companies in the sicko movie at least which may be an extreme example there's a lot of people that go in for cancer treatments and they say okay we're going to pay for all of this but we're not going to pay for this one payment you got the treatment but this treatment that we were that we're not going to cover that you got is going to cost you a hundred thousand dollars and oh by the way you need this treatment every six months and the hospitals say okay we're going to give you this treatment every six months as soon as you pay off your hundred thousand dollars that you owe us and then these people they have hundred thousand dollars and they can't pay it. They just end up dealing with it or living with it or dying. People and, are dying all the time. Uh, that's. I, I mean, if if there's a way to prevent somebody from, and I don't want to get into the extreme example of keeping an eighty-five-year-old guy alive for three more days, but if there's a way to keep a guy middle-aged alive, don't eat McDonald's. Healthy Ex- exercise. I'm talking about cancers and stuff. I'm not talking about what is what causes cancer. No. Why has there been such an upgrade? You're playing in devil's advocate. You agree with me, but you're playing devil's advocate. Well, I, I I I took a little bit of uh of a of kind of a, a, a backward stance when you brought up the uh, uh, first of all a movie, and I mean I, I like you Michael Moore. Haven't even seen the movie. No, I haven't. But you I've seen see a lot of Michael Moore's it movies. Up some very good points. Yes, but. It reminded me of what you said about the guy that you work with who, when you said about socialized medicine, he right away said, well, what about the 85-year-old guy? Well, yeah, he jumped right into an extreme example. Well, like you said, the very first scene in this movie, there was a carpenter who cut his fingers off and then they denied him the access because he does Well, boom, right there. You're doing the same thing, but you're not even doing it directly. You're quoting a movie. 
you're you're bringing up an extreme example of something to make yeah. a point, you know. And right, we do have to research this more. And I do agree with you. I, I think universal health care would be a fantastic thing for this country. It would be wonderful. It would be the best thing that could possibly happen. And I hope that our politicians can, you know, pull their heads out of their ass and stop doing this mud slinging and get together and get on the same page and figure it out because that's what the American people need. But you it, know? it really goes back to what I said is like you come up with the idea that says we need universal health insurance and then you, you hash a plan out because yes and you write it down on the board you write down all the of everything yep, yep. And, and maybe and you know what you the, know, maybe the, maybe non-life threatening things like maybe me chopping my fingers off maybe that's just something that's not covered fine whatever I can accept that but maybe if my daughter has pneumonia and she's 10 years old and some antibiotics that cost for whatever reason five thousand dollars for the diagnosis and a thousand dollars for the pills to save her life you know that's something that should be covered but see it wouldn't well, that's something that should be they, they would they would the, the whole system it's an automatic would, that should just be like an automatic the whole system right. would be reorganized so that it wouldn't be that expensive because the reason that everything's so expensive is because the, the pharmaceutical companies get in there and they say oh we have a patent on this new drug, on this That's cancer drug. Problem. You know, and this cancer drug has cost us five billion dollars to, to produce, and it, and the FDA and it jumped through all the hoops, and and it, ten years of trials, and finally we can get out there. You know, and but you know what? Half the time, the pharmaceutical companies aren't even producing these cancer drugs. They're producing drugs to make your penis hard because yeah. you're too old. And the guys that have the money to pay for that no, are Viagra's willing to pay covered, for man. it. Viagra's covered under my insurance, probably. That, that, here's the thing, though. There's a few things, and maybe maybe I'm a closet socialist, but I think there's a few things that just shouldn't be for profit. I think that energy shouldn't be for profit, and I think that health can I hear a hell yeah shouldn't be for profit. Can I get a hell yeah? These are things, as you know. I think that you know what I think we should write. You know what this is. A, all right, I'm gonna. This is kind of a. Are we wrapping this up? Well, I don't know. No, but well. here's here's. When you just said that, it, I, I thought I, I thought that should be one of the commandments. That should be one of Jesus's commandments. <laughs> Thou shalt not privatize Thou medicine sh- and energy. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then that that made me jump in my mind to another place where I've you know what I've always wanted to do. You've always wanted to make a horror movie, and we yeah, had that list yeah. of things. I would love to write a Bible. I'd love <laughs> seriously. Awesome. And and God spoke. <laughs> Here, now, here's what really made me think about this whole energy privatization thing. Uh, 2001, obviously, September 11th, there's that whole thing that happened in New York. But a few months, maybe even a year or so later, the whole, like, Detroit and that area in through New York lost power. I don't know if you remember this. Mm-mm. Oh, I missed that one. They lost power. Well, you power. made a noise over my last one, and I even... They lost power. God speaking. We were in we were part. in Michigan. I don't think you were there. Uh, but we were in Michigan visiting my grandparents, and CNN came on, and they're like, "Power from Detroit to Albany, New York, is out." I mean, the entire whatever states are in between there had completely lost power, and they're like, "Oh, is it terrorists? Is it blah 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 blah?" And we're all glued to the TV. Actually, I take it back. I wasn't glued to the TV. I was like, "Whatever, it's just some bullshit." I was out on the deck drinking beer. Everybody else glued to the TV. And then they come out and they do their, their, their post-op. And basically what it is, is they just had an old electrical infrastructure. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, you know what? They probably built this 
electrical infrastructure in the 40s and 50s was probably super high-tech then. They've been charging people and raising their rates every year. Meanwhile, not upgrading their infrastructure. Something happened. I don't know what. They don't know what. And this entire, like, three or four states lost electricity for, like, three days. And why? It's because these electric companies are profiting off of the sale of energy. Mm -hmm. And, and maybe, fortunately or unfortunately, we are a society that requires electricity. For profit. We can't survive Capitalism. without electricity. You know, we can't survive without. Unfortunately, we can't survive without gas. And well, we can't survive without. Did I ever tell you the uh, the, the the comparison that I made? Um, we can't survive without uh, healthcare either. For for the Monsters Inc. Did you ever see the movies Monsters mm -hmm. Inc.? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, do you know when it came out? Uh, no. It came out. Uh, well, let me let me ask you this. Do you, what what do you what what kind of boil it down quickly? Uh, All right, I'll, should I do it? All right, yeah, go right here ahead. it is. <laughs> you got you got these monsters, and they live under the bed, and they live in their own little world, and they have have a society like we do, human beings, and they, they need energy. energy they need screens. energy from screams. So they go and they scare little girls in they their bed. They don't realize that they can collect more energy and, from children's laughter. Okay, that's the crux of the biscuit. Okay, anyway, I, I, let me let me keep going from this. All right. So they they scare the children. The children scream. They collect energy, and they take it back to their world where they run their cars and their uh -huh. toasters and their microwave ovens and their televisions and whatever. Okay, now all of a sudden, what happens? The energy companies start saying, "There's a big shortage of energy. You have to. We have to start producing. We have to go out there and start collecting more and more and more energy." So they push the monsters harder and harder, and they and they. Instead of once a month going and making the kids scream, they start going twice a month, and then three, four, five, and then all of a sudden, every single day, they're in the room making the kids scream. Finally, the kids are like, this isn't scary anymore. It's right. just getting boring. So the little girl says, hey, I'm going to make friends with this monster, right? Uh-huh. And that's when they figure out that laughter equals, even gets even more. more. But now, to back up a little bit, why did the energy companies start saying we need we there's an energy crisis going on we need more energy well it wasn't because there was an energy crisis it's because the 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 spider guy that owned the energy company was sucking all the profits for his own crazy experiments right, right, and he right. was kind of a, sa a sadist he was kind of a, a, a sadist is that the word he, he kind of he kind of thrived on pain he, yeah, he, he yeah, kind yeah. of so he kind of enjoyed watching the kids scream and be scared Right? right, and he's this evil corporate executive that 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 ran the energy company. Now let me go back to my original question. Do you know when it came out? No. It was about three months before the whole Enron scandal broke open. Okay, and what was the whole Enron scandal? It's all about reselling reselling energy. It's all about oh, there's an energy crisis. We don't have enough energy, so we're gonna have to start having brownouts. And why? Because the fucking CEO was some evil motherfucker that was scamming all the profits you off. Know what? Did you ever see Enron, the smartest guy in the room? No. I mean, it was definitely... Wait, you didn't even comment no, I, on, on, on I, that I, connection I, I, there. I'm going to because you made uh, you said about the brownouts thing, the CEO of Enron was definitely hinting towards his people that we need to do something to generate more revenue. Just like the spider guy yeah, from like Monster Thing. And so what it really was is like, and this is kind of, uh, this really kind of boils down to like my ultimate point is that 
think people are greedy just by by design. And here's by why. Nature, yeah. Is because they weren't really told what to do. They were told to make money. So what they would do is they would call up and they'd say, Hello, Los Angeles 91623. We need you to shut down your reactor for four to five hours because we need to reroute power, blah, 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 because blah, 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 and these problems, this problem. And the guy at reactor 9112 would be like, okay, you need to shut down the power, brown out. Meanwhile, they're rerouting power to Nevada or wherever they're rerouting power to. This guy, who's an energy broker, all of a sudden his profits are just shooting way up. He's getting paid off of that. He's getting promotions. He's getting slapped on the back. And all it was was just like, we're going to fuck you. We're going to fuck these people. And I'm going to get some. I'm going to get some money. I'm sorry. I mean, it, it, it kind of really plays into what you're saying about the whole CEO and the Monsters, Inc. And he doesn't really need the additional power. It was four, three or four months before the whole Enron scandal broke. So what I'm saying is that the, this this Pixar movie company that made this kids movie, they knew what was going well, on out there. And they were like they were like saying, "Hey, this is going on. This yeah. is what the, that's what that whole thing was about." Very well could be. And they they packaged it up in a kids movie and put it out there. Maybe it and no and it was right in the, under the people's noses and nobody I've talked to a lot of people and made that connection and they were like Holy shit, you're right. Never you know, nobody ever makes that connection. You know, but it's true, and like it's it's all it's making money. It's but it should be not privatized. Energy and medicine should not be privatized. You're absolutely correct. That and those are and big political buttons. Those have, have to be yeah. pushed. Those are always you know. But unfortunately, we got this campaign. fucking cloud of this war of terror hanging over our head. The thing is, is that uh, you know maybe it doesn't need to be. Uh, it's just like the war on drugs. It shouldn't, you know, be, it shouldn't be privatized, but it doesn't necessarily have to be run by the government. I mean, they just have to be non-for-profit organizations. It is, is really what it comes down to. I mean, fine. You need some smart people to run the energy companies. You need some smart people to run the medical profession. Fine. Pay them $250,000 a year. I don't care. But when you all of a sudden start seeing, like, drug companies making $5 billion or energy companies making... Five hundred billion dollars. Well, it's the mobile Exxon of the world. Here we are trying to go to work to make our paltry sum of money so we can pay our mortgages, and we're paying five bucks a gallon for gas. And everyone's like, "You should ride your bike, and you shouldn't drive your car." And it's like, "Compact fluorescent." This is bullshit. You know, I'm just trying to like do what I can do to make sure that I have a decent life. My wife has a decent life. My kid has a decent life, and I can put some fucking food on the table. And meanwhile, you're like, oh, the reason gas is so expensive is because you drive four miles and you can just walk to the grocery store. It's like, you're right, but you're right for the wrong reasons. You know, there are a lot of right reasons to bike to the grocery store. But on the other hand, when you create this false sense of you're doing this to yourself, is really what kind of irritates me. It's the same thing with medical profession. And again, I want to go back and I want to say that, like, universal medical care, it's it's just immoral not to have it. I don't know all the details. I'm just not smart enough to figure out. Right, and out. I mean, yeah, some of the examples I brought up before, I, I don't know either, and, and we have to, we do have to research a little bit I'm not more, smart but, enough to say who gets what when they get it. Yep. But that's but, a brainstorming session. You and know, you know what? With, we, you know, with, with, the, uh, with the, people, the smart people in those fields... A couple of days of, of thinking would, would would probably solve most of those problems. Well, they would I mean, the they could network, you know. The, I mean, across the United States, they network ideas like that. They get input from people, and, and and all and like you said, 
sometimes you gotta think on your feet. Yeah. You know, well, yeah, you have that. stuff in place. And you say, oh well, okay, it's not gonna be. And that's what law is all about. That's what the justice system is all about. You know, you have a law, but it's like, hmm, okay, twenty years later, this law is almost getting outdated. Well, we gotta set a new precedent. Take it up to the law. take it up to the Supreme Court. Weigh it against the the uh, the, the ideals of, of today's world. We gotta reverse that law, and we gotta we reverse gotta that law. That we gotta law, change a little we bit. We gotta have a sure. have a clause to it, whatever. Yeah, and same with the same with the with the with the with the uh, uh, um, the laws ruling for for medical coverage and whatnot. Yeah. Think about this now. I mean, the money has. I know we've got to wrap this thing up here pretty quick here, but think about this. Um, the money that it would take for universal health care has got to come from somewhere. Where would it come from? It would come from taxes. Okay? So we'd all be paying a little bit more on our tax bill. But the other thing that kind of realized, and, and this doesn't really actually... Um, for the rich people. Except for the rich people. This really doesn't fall into your category as, as a new business owner. But as an employee of a company, uh, you have to realize that when your company is paying insurance benefits, they're paying 80 to 90% of your insurance benefits for you. Do you not care about this point? You mean in terms of healthcare benefits? 80% of my healthcare benefits? Yeah. Where All right. Going? Where are you going with that? Well, well, you're scratching your mustache. It's very distracting. Hey. It's as if you just don't care about the point that I want to try and make. No, I, what's, what's the problem? I can't scratch my mustache without... Jeez, you're a little sensitive, aren't you? <laughs> Have a schlitz, man. Don't be a schlitz. The point is, is that the big argument that you hear is that your taxes are going to go up, right? Yes. But all of a sudden your employer isn't sharing the burden of paying your insurance benefits for you. They're all of a sudden able to pay you a little bit more on top of your salary. And where this comes clear is Courtney, who was here earlier, she met this guy in Canada. She's like, oh, you have uh, socialized medicine, right? How is that? He's like, uh, you know, it's all right. I get to go to the doctor whenever I want to. But taxes are so much. She's like, yeah, really? She's like, how much do you make? She's like, well, I make about $150,000 a year, and I own my own house, and I only work two days a week. And I'm like, wow. Well, that, what does he do? I mean, I, maybe it was a I don't know what he did. But I, I mean, that's, like, that, that might be an extreme case. It could have been an extreme case, but I mean, if that's what I had to complain about, like, yeah, my, my taxes are 40%, but my take-home is $70,000 a year, and I own my own house, and no matter what happens to me, I've got health insurance, I'm, I'm okay with that. And really, to connect this all the way back to the beginning of the show, the reason that I have a problem starting my own business is that healthcare stands in the way. If I start my own business, Ooh, yeah. I learn I Which is which is why it needs to be a, a, a strong political issue. In in it, if not this campaign, it sure as hell ought to be. But definitely, you know, within the next ten years or so, it, it, it has to get on the political radar. And it is, but it's still not. It's not turning. It's not showing up as as bright red as it should. I mean, yeah. it should be. It should be the the biggest issue out there. It should. I mean, this this fucking war on terror shit is getting kind of old. I can't even. You know, I don't even know why people are like. I, I can't even imagine why. You know, they don't get out there and be like, "That's over." As soon as I take office, that's over. They don't get out there and be like, "I don't know." I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just fathomable. It's, uh, I don't know, it's unbelievable. In There's a material world. Material. There are so many things that we have to worry about here, and we're fucking around in the sand. 
Fucking around in the sand. <laughs> we gotta build some sandcastles this summer, man. Fuck. You know what? That's one thing I, I keep I kept like for the last two years for Christmas I meant to get you like oh I did get you a little bit this year. Oh, the, the, the I meant to get you like a whole kit for building sandcastles. Cause that was a fucking blast, man. That was that was a good time. We'll do it. We'll take the kids out. Yeah, we'll, we'll build sandcastles, have wars and shit, and they'll be like yeah, stomping over them. All right, I think that's it, man. Yeah. I'm tapped. Why? What did we even talk about? That was a kind of a melancholy show. That was like more of a political rant, uh, rantophile. I don't know. Every, I, That's going to be a different one. There, there was hardly any... Every other episode seems to be a little bit melancholy. And now we're just pissing off the four people that listen to our show. <laughs> all right. Good night. I hope you enjoyed it. Happy Fundamental This is Jeremy and... Alexander Bravo. All right. Good night. Sometimes everything is wrong Now it's time to sing along When your day is not hold on Hold on If you feel like letting go Hold on If you're sure you this life hang on